0: But she did mention before she doesn't want to be in that sort of relationship because when she's been on the dating sites, a lot of people, which I was completely shocked, uh, especially at her age or around that age or older, they just want a one-night stand.
1: I hate to tell you this, Angelica, and if anyone has any little ones in the the room, I'm going to give you a few moments to cover their ears because... They will probably not look at their grandma and grandpa the same ever, ever, ever again. But um, people over the age of 62 have the highest level of communicative sexual diseases.
0: Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of A Little Bit of Everything with me, and I am your host, Angelica. This is a podcast that talks about a little bit of everything, so sit back and enjoy the show. Let's get ready to rumble!
1: today. Not today, we come at you live.
0: 90-day, 90 90-day 90 fiancé. It's 90-day fiancé time with my co-host,
1: Ziggy <laughs> Bond, queen friend.
0: Why, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of A Little Bit of Everything with me. Today, we have a jam-packed show. We are going to be recapping The Other Way, which was the final season, the final episode of the season, sorry, and The Single Life, episode three, and The Family Chantel. A lot went down so where do we even get started here? I feel like we should just get started into the single life because really, I'm going to say it's starting off really slow. We've seen, uh, Jesse and Jennifer, we've seen Debbie go on a blind date and we saw about, uh, Sinjin and Tanya's split.
1: Yeah, that was a good part. Okay. And actually, no, the good part of that was there was no micro ed. Okay. So, <laughs> but yeah, we, and oh, and we saw Natalie. You saw Natalie.
0: Oh, that's right. She was doing some modeling uh, seminar.
1: So, yeah, let's let's get into the single life. So it seems like Jesse is really more impressed with his or or maybe it's just me, but his, you know, 90 day persona because. What was up with that tuxedo that he wore to dinner? His glittery, sequined blue on blue tuxedo that he wore, or should I say tuxedo jacket with matching bow tie that he wore to dinner? I, i'm I'm trying to figure out where they where they would wear that. Like what makes you say, "Hey, first day, I'm going to impress my new girlfriend. By going and looking like a 12 year old tap dancer,
0: yeah, or a talk show host from like the 40s, like I don't know, Jesse and his style, I don't like it. It needs to go. Uh, I felt like Jennifer was kind of like, Oh, you look beautiful, so great. Because I'm gonna get a nice dinner tonight by Jesse, so I gotta say, Me, I gotta say, he looks good
1: yeah okay gentlemen just so you know when we say we like sparkly shiny things that's not it that's just not it at all just saying so yeah i i think i think that uh, and and you know these two are trying to impress each other but it's just coming off to me, I don't know, that Jennifer is trying to be over Tim by sleeping with Jesse. Because but, she's not happy with the way things are are, are are starting off.
0: True, but also she's been sleeping around beforehand. She just wants to get in with Jesse because apparently he's got tons of money.
1: Well, he does. I mean, you know, he's got that that nursing home circuit money where he was telling senior citizens how to live their lives and find their best loved <laughs> life in assisted living,
0: oh, yes, we cannot forget that. How can I forget about that? You're absolutely right. He's got that all the the senior citizens' money, which is unfortunate because every senior citizen should get their money back like that is pathetic. You cannot teach people who've been around for 60 years plus and teach him about love okay like seriously <laughs> he needs a lesson from them but anywho th- what did you think of this dinner so they go out to dinner and apparently she's picked a place it seems like she's the one booking the hotel really nice hotel and then booking the place and uh sorry booking a place to have dinner and i noticed that um jesse's not being respectful like you know she's trying to order trying to figure out it's her first time at this place but jesse is just plain out rude
1: right but let's get into the fact that he pulled a 90-day faux pas one that we've talked about over and over and over jesse if you're a world traveler why haven't you learned spanish like i'm pretty sure you've been to spain or something where you can say more than hola (laughs) you know I mean come on I'm I'm I was very confused by that like why are we why why didn't he speak any of the language if she wasn't around he wouldn't have eaten and that's the way I feel about it like he wouldn't have been able to get a hotel room he wouldn't have been able to eat so I'm really confused by that
0: definitely i was confused too so with this whole situation with the dinner i noticed a lot of people were commenting about yes i agree he was very rude um what also i've heard people say about you know if you're a world, world traveler like you mentioned he should learn at least spanish i just like you know he gets his steak and it's like this is raw this is raw what is this wine oh what a wild restaurant. I'm thinking, like, Jesse, what did you think Columbia was anyway? Like, I'm very curious. Because, you know, I've seen enough Ted little Wellis to know the good, the good side, and the bad side of Colombia. But damn, like this man is so disrespectful because if she was in Amsterdam, well, again, I don't think Jennifer would say anything rude because she's just there for the money.
1: But that's the thing, is I, I think he really He has a Natalie complex. I I think that's really what it is. He has some sort of a Natalie complex, you know, that thinking he's higher than everyone else because, I mean, we did see that little, you know, hit to Darcy with the, yeah, I have a propensity for steak. Like, okay. And like, you couldn't have told the guy in English, hey, I want filet mignon. Like he seemed to clearly understand a little bit of English, so why couldn't you say I'd like a filet mignon? Like I, I didn't get that. I was, Seriously? I was very confused about that. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's just, uh, I don't know. And and Jesse, do you not know the difference between rare and? Like, did you tell them how to fix your steak? Cause that looked like a rare steak. I am not a fan of rare steak, but that looked like a rare steak.
0: Yeah, exactly. I can't. I we gotta stop talking about Jesse and Jennifer. I love Jennifer, but Jennifer going out with Jesse and seeing like her true colors come out, I was like, nah, I'm not into them. Let's move on.
1: Okay. So, sounds like somebody's sending you into a rabbit hole this season.
0: They sure are, and I need to prevent myself, especially watching last night's episode. I was just like, ill.
1: I know, I know. So, okay. Let's get into... I I just felt so bad for her. Let's get into Debbie. Let's get into Debbie. Debbie's going on this blind date with the guy that Vanessa hooked her up with and she's nervous but what was with the whole guarding thing that that Colt was doing like so you're the guy taking out my mom she'll be down in a minute and he's like sizing him up like dude you two run off each other's like dates like I could see why that's a problem in that household.
0: Definitely a huge problem. But this guy is trying to be that son who's like, who are you? What do you do? Like, are you gonna treat my mom right? Make sure you give her you show her a good time. Uh I don't know. Is he afraid that he's gonna that I don't know. I'm trying to feel this this whole relationship out. Because we've seen Debbie and Colty very close. Very, very close. And now that he's married and he's got Vanessa, she is involved but not fully involved anymore. I'm talking about Debbie. Now, Debbie's trying to get herself out there and find a companion. uh, Someone to be with. And I feel like now Colty is like has to be that guy that, hey, what are you gonna do with my mom are you gonna bring her back on time or you show her a great time you know no no naughty business around here you know what i mean
1: yeah but i think what would have fixed that was if he would have said yeah i'm your new stepdaddy like you know like you're coming at this guy he just came to take your mom on one date like what's what's the craziness for like why are you being so combative and i mean like you're asking like what this man's prospects are he's retired tired like are we serious your mom's 69. I I really didn't get that I really didn't get the whole you know confusion but you know she's really nervous they're going off to have a good time and she starts showing this poor guy cat pictures on her phone fr- in the car
0: do you like cats
1: that was so weird he's like uh yeah but like he you could tell by his answer he felt so awkward like yeah like oh that poor man it's like and 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 the look on his face like i'm stuck in traffic for this I can show
0: you all my cats if you like. And he's literally
1: saying like, please don't. Please don't. Like that, that was just so weird. And it was the way she said it. And it's like, oh gosh. And this poor man is probably in his head like, I'm on a date with a cat lady. I'm literally on a date with a cat lady. So yeah.
0: I just felt he was trying really hard at the beginning to really, you know, just go on this date. Let's see how, you know, just get, let's get it done and over with because it was Vanessa that set them up. And, you know, I got to do it for Vanessa and she's probably saying the same thing. I'm going to go out there and do it just for Vanessa. So he was really um, good about the whole situation at the beginning. Now they get to this, I feel like it was a bar and they sit down for drinks. And then we find out this man doesn't drink. And we know Debbie. Debbie is like, you know, I feel like she's like your your party girl that you could go out with. And okay, she...
1: Debbie is hot girl summer, like before hot girl summer was invented.
0: <laughs>
1: like, seriously, Debbie, let's, okay. Debbie was a go-go dancer in nightclubs. Like, are you serious? So... Yeah, she she's lived the party life. I, I I don't know. This poor man didn't know what he was in for, but that drink, that thirty dollar drink.
0: And that waitress, are you sure? It it has like four or six shots in it. Are you gonna be okay with that? She's like, Oh yeah, just bring it on. She might as well have said,
1: hey, could you just bring the whole bottle of Jim Bean here? Just like bring me the bottle and a straw. Like th- I, that that's what I would have expected or something, you know, like just bring me the Grey Goose and a straw and just a couple of limes. <laughs> like that's pretty much what she did.
0: Exactly. So do you think it's appropriate to order an expensive drink on your first date?
1: Oh, definitely not. And, and I think to me, my thought would have been like that guy Johnny did for Natalie. Once I find out that you're not a drinker, why can't you just have juice? Why can't you just have a club soda? Why can't you just have ginger ale with like a twist of lime or something? There are other things you can do. I mean, even if she wanted a Virgin Shirley Temple, like something. But, and especially not an expensive drink. Like, even if you're saying, okay, you know what? Well, I'm just going to have a glass of wine. Or I'm just going to have one cocktail. But they didn't say have the cocktail for everybody.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. You definitely got to see what the other person's going to have because those be considerate because they are paying for you for your date. And I would have agreed with you just have something that doesn't have alcohol in it or just stick with water. But you know, she was a trooper. She's definitely your party animal. And um, they decide to kind of just go somewhere else after, which we don't see, of course. Uh, But We see him dropping her off at home and, you know, tells her, you know, I don't think this is going to work out. I didn't feel any physical attraction or attraction. We could just be friends.
1: Yeah, but I think that stems from their conversation. If you remember, if we backtrack a little bit, their conversation when they were getting cocktails and he's like, you know, bragging about how he doesn't need that special little blue pill. And I think he was hinting at something, but Debbie definitely wasn't, you know, picking up what he was throwing down.
0: But she did mention before she doesn't want to be in that sort of relationship because when she's been on the dating sites, a lot of people, which I was completely shocked, uh, especially at her age or around that age or older, they just want a one night stand.
1: I hate to tell you this, Angelica. And if anyone has any little ones in the, in the room, I'm going to give you a few moments to cover their ears because they will probably not look at their grandma and grandpa the same ever, ever, ever again. But um, people over the age of 62 have the highest level of communicative sexual diseases over hormonal teenagers yeah i said what i said
0: oh okay see that's something i was shocked to me because i'm just like really at that age okay well you just told me about it but she really wants a serious relationship she wants to just go out there and find somebody that can love her for the rest of her life
1: right but i think and and this is just my idea she gave him the wishy-washy answer which is like i'm not against it it's just you know i think he would have taken it better if he would if she would have said you know i I'd, I'd really rather wait to a, a a second date or something where he feels that her answer was more definitive that that's just my impression
0: At least he said the truth and didn't swing her around and be like, yeah, you know, I'm going to call you. We'll hang out. But he was just straight up. I feel like, it, it, I don't know. I'd rather just know straight up, like, if there was nothing there. And yeah, he could have worded it differently. But at least you know the truth. He's not stringing you along.
1: Yeah, but I felt bad. And I think I think the thing is, because she's looking for love so, so... I don't want to say desperately but she's really looking to be in that long-term relationship seriously that the wording is hurting her and I mean you have to think she's got cult who's telling her in three months she has to leave they didn't tell her that they got married so she's not taking things too well you know she's trying to move on with her life and then to get this it's like whoa you know so i i I could kind of see why that would hurt her
0: yeah yeah and then seeing her get all upset and upset of course like you know she's trying her hardest and it's like it's it's hard for her to date at this age so and find that true love but hey you know what debbie Jenny just got married and your chance will come eventually. (laughs)
1: Just make sure his name isn't Mike Jones and he doesn't have parents that are as old as you are. And you're good.
0: Right. Oh, let's move on.
1: Oh, my gosh. So uh, let's uh, we spoke about her. So let's talk about Natalie. So Natalie is in which... I was really confused. I thought her friend's name was Joanna, but it's Jolanta. Jolanta. Um, And they're actually in a different part of Florida, Boca Raton, to do the modeling workshop that Johnny was telling her about because... Okay, I do have a question, though, Angelica. Uh, when did her dream become to be a model? Did Was this anything we discussed in the past few seasons? Did did I miss something? Am I having an Evelyn moment? Like uh, what?
0: She did say she wanted to become an actress because she is one back home. But I don't remember her saying that she wanted to be a model all of a sudden.
1: Yeah, but she says, oh, it's always been my dream to be a model. Oh, and I believe I'm a goddess what wait what in what in the Britney Spears initials is going on here like I'm calling shenanigans she's changing her mind faster than a five-year-old at you know career day I'm not getting it I'm not getting it and she's still not telling this poor guy that she is still married and as she says on paper to Michael but she's letting Michael know that Oh, I went on a date, and it's not nice to hold that back. Like what? Okay, I am not. I'm not following. I'm not following the logic here. So maybe you can enlighten me. <laughs>
0: This woman is like, like you mentioned, a five-year-old on career day. First, she wants to get married. And she No, first she wants a man that she can control. And then she wants to get married so she can have kids. And now she's thinking of pursuing modeling. And here we are. We just don't know what Natalie wants. Like, what the heck?
1: But remember, she also told this man that she wants someone she can have children with. And last season, she didn't want children.
0: Yes. And now she wants children.
1: So it's like, okay, but she does. I will say she looks good. She does look really, really good. I mean, the boob job is amazing. Oh, was I not supposed to say that? Oops. <laughs> yeah
0: work done. Let's be real. She did her nose which we saw. Um and she's doing all sorts of things on poor Michael's dime.
1: That credit card must be more flexible than, uh, than, than a than a gymnast in its prime. Like, oh my gosh. The female version of Sinjin LOL opera singer security guard etc exactly a five-year-old on a career day i want to be a superhero saving astronaut lawyer singer that's what i want to be when i grow up
0: and that's natalie for you right there <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> Natalie just, you know, it's interesting seeing her as single and what she really wants. But every single episode, it is something new, like we've mentioned before. So now I'm curious, what is it next? Is she going to be an actress again? Or is she want to be like, you know, a stay at home wife? Or she just wants to look for that sugar daddy.
1: I think as long as money is involved and someone's constantly telling her how pretty she is. It doesn't
0: matter. Yeah. and Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh goodness. We'll see how this relationship evolves because she does feel like, you know, um, th- this man is handsome and she cannot wait. And she's like having feelings for him. So I'm curious if this man can really handle Natalie, but she doesn't want to be a hooker. Yes. <laughs> She made it clear, Dahlia. She does not want to be a hooker.
1: Not at all. Oh, my gosh. So are we ready to move on from Natalie?
0: Let's do it.
1: Well, since we brought up Sinjin, let's talk about Sinjin and Tanya, who are getting ready to meet Tanya's mom to let her know that, hey, uh... They're getting divorced. Now, the crazy part about that is... Tanya's mom is on the hook for the financial affidavit. Um, And for those of you that have been listening, you know that financial affidavit is 10 years. 10 years. Meaning, if Sinjin doesn't decide to work for 10 years he they are on the hook for him they have adopted a whole grown child because she co-signed for tanya because tanya couldn't do it on her own you know going to costa rica salary and if th- those of you that are wondering how the heck did she get to costa rica if she couldn't do it on her salary remember she did a GoFundMe for that costa rica trip she actually did a go fund me for that costa rica trip so yeah, she needed she needed a a co-signer, and her mom was the the co-signer for for the financial portion. But oh my gosh, mom is not too happy to hear this news, and she starts blaming it all on poor St. John. I'm like, what the heck? Like your daughter did nothing. Your your daughter was not a part of this whole relationship your daughter who went to Costa Rica in the middle of the 90 day portion of the K1 visa is not at all at fault responsible your daughter who's now dating a woman and putting it on Instagram is not at all responsible oh am I spilling too much tea am I spill did you put Jack Daniels in that too I- I'm just asking for a friend.
0: Sinjin's mom oh man I wouldn't be surprised if she has like a diary or a Danielle binder and records recorded everything that Sinjin does so she can really just come out of that courthouse with Tanya and say I know what you did I know what you did
1: oh my gosh yes because she wants him to go back to his country just go back to South Africa and, you know, the funny thing is, I I agree. I would have thought that, hey, you know, you guys are going to tell me that you're having a baby and that this is great news and all this stuff. But, I mean, if you looked at your daughter's face, you knew something was wrong. You knew that she was getting ready to tell you something you did not want to hear. And I'm like, oh, fudge nuggets. She's expecting a grandchild and she's getting, they're getting divorced.
0: A grandchild with that face? Yeah, I don't think so.
1: But let's be real. He'd have like the greatest hair. I mean, yeah, because like Tanya's got like the perfect curl and then Sinjin's got that Fabio hair. They would make a great baby.
0: Hey. I, I'm sure they would make a great baby, but what personality is that baby going to have? Is he Is he yeah. going to be the wild one or is it going to be like, I'm going to plan everything. Okay. Speaking of children, Tanya. So when he, it's singed takes the reins of telling mom. Tanya plays this like, well, when he says I you wanted children, she did say she wanted children within three years. And correct me if I'm wrong, she did say that in the last couple of seasons she wanted kids within the three years. Now, when they're right. at the dinner table, she's claiming that no, 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 I didn't want it like right away. It's more like I want it in the future. No, Tanya, stop it. Because you are currently lying right now. We know that you said you wanted kids within three years. And also her mother. I feel like she does not know much about Tanya because she was defending her so much. But if she actually knew and seen what her daughter did, then the tables would have turned.
1: Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. Because the thing to me with that whole situation was... Remember, Tanya had a timeline. We if if you you and I remember, we were baffled by the way Tanya had, had her timeline. You know, I'm gonna be married by this this age, and I'm gonna have kids by this age, and this and this, and that and that. And she had her whole life. And at that point, we were feeling bad for Sinjin. But somehow knowing this information, he went along with it. I really think he thought that he could change Tanya's mind. Like, well, if I marry her and she really, really loves me, she's not going to want kids. And I think she thought the same about him. Like, oh, well, if I marry him and he really, really loves me, he'll change his mind on not wanting to have kids.
0: Yeah. I don't like Tanya's attitude. I felt like I, I've, I'd like sendin more, but yes, he's very wild. He goes with the flow, which is not good either. I understand Tana's point of view of trying to have this planned out, but sometimes plans don't make it out. Also, she's at fault for going to Costa Rica for a month, especially at a time that's so sensitive where, um, you know, he, this is your opportunity to get to know this person before you marry them. Tanya wanted to get married. She reminds me of Natalie. Wanted to get married and have kids. But now with this conversation with her mom, all of a sudden it's like, no, 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 I do want kids like in the future, but it wasn't like tomorrow. No, Tanya, you made it seem like you wanted kids tomorrow. So I hope the split ends up becoming... I don't know what, like, I'm trying to explain this like in a way of, I hope Sinjin has a good breakup because I feel like the mom and Tanya are going to make his life a living hell. And I don't know if we're going to see that. I don't know what happens. It seems like they're still probably going to be married, but they're just going to be separated. But there is an article that was released about last week, how, um, Tanya and Sinjin are seeing other people and, and they are still together, they're not legally divorced or separated. They're just still together and hoping to be like a polygamous uh relationship for some sort of deal right
1: right she cl- her claim is that
0: they're they're doing polyamory. yes, exactly. that was the word i I was like, I don't know if she said polygamous, I don't remember, so there is something going on here. is it? Are they trying to cash in the TLC checks and make themselves relevant and then all of a sudden later on look we're going to have like different relationships and still be together and share everybody in the family. I have no idea Um, but
1: I I don't know but I know he's like taking naked pictures of himself swimming uh, and putting them (laughs) on
0: Instagram
1: which is like what the heck
0: no 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 please no (laughs)
1: Oh, come on. You don't want to see Sinjin's butt on Instagram. I No, uh, and
0: I don't even follow him. That's the funny thing.
1: No, I actually do follow Sinjin. But yes, he is definitely putting pictures of himself swimming naked and sunbathing on Instagram with people that he is, I don't know whether you would say dating or courting or seeing or talking to or just traveling with. I, I don't know. But yeah, Tanya has very, made it very clear. She happens to be very bisexual. And right now she is dating a woman. So who knows?
0: Who knows? But I feel like it's going to be a future uh, season of Sister Wives. So yeah, that's what I feel like it's going to happen. Um, anything else to add to Tanya and Sidney before we move on?
1: No, nope, I, I think we, we're okay with moving on to Stephanie now.
0: Okay, Uh, and also, we check in on time.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know, I know. So, Stephanie is going on a date. Of course, she has a coach to tell her that she must show herself some love. So, she does make this video and obviously has a very pleasant time. And she meets up with Steph the other stephanie who i love her hair i love that like purple dip bottom hair like i loved it um and she's meeting up with her on a date and she's not the good thing is i think being with erica actually kind of humbled stephanie because she is pulling back a little bit she's not as dare i say whiny as before so she's you know trying to find out where they are. Are they dating? Are they not dating? What's going on? But yeah, Steph, can you know, confirms that it's a date and they start having these conversations and she says, you know, Stephanie's kind of flirty. We have this flirty thing going on and the next thing we know is like, she's actually happy with what's going on and they agree to take it back to, stephanie's place so we'll see because their their segment wasn't really that long you know remember steph is is the person that cut her hair into the short bob which is kind i guess kind of growing on me i wasn't really too i'm still not too fond of it but i mean it is an okay haircut not but i'm not fond of it but hey when you need a new look you need a new look So, yeah, I think at this point, we should definitely move on to uh, the family Chantel. Let's do it. So, the family Chantel. (sighs) Well, as you know, last week, Winter and Jaw announced that they were engaged. And mom Karen is just like, hey, don't run off and get married. But something happened at Winter and Jaw's house and Winter ended up back home with mom and dad and River. And he's just like telling her that now that they're getting married, he wants her to be more submissive and she should call him Lord. Like what the heck is going on here? What in the captain conundrum are we talking about here? This man is doing some crazy stuff. I think he's been listening to one of our favorite uh one of our unfavorite, you know, image consultants and getting in his own head. But not only does that happen, but he actually shows up at the house wanting to talk to River, I mean wanting to talk to Winter. And the good thing is the family rallies around her because Chantel happens to be over because she found out what happened with her sister and they actually make sure that she doesn't go outside to talk to Ja and he's calling her and they're actually supporting her. Th- this was the first time where I will say I saw Karen not overstepping her boundaries, but ready to fight if need be, because it was so crazy Chantel and and River actually took her over there to get her stuff because he, of course, wanted his ring back and something else back. And then she left and she got her stuff. Now, all of a sudden, he's, but I love you. You don't understand, but I love you. I mean, come on, dude. You knew this. And let's not play the manipulation game. So, but this was the first time I, like I said, I have seen where Karen is not overstepping her boundaries and is really sitting there supporting with her family. So, I was like, wow, wow, and wow. But then we also remember Pedro is still in the Dominican Republic and oh my goodness. Was it me or was that the longest car ride to El Campo in ever? Because I was just like, what the heck is going on here? They get in the car and the first thing, it seems like Nicole and Pedro got over themselves for, the mo- for, for that time they're in the car. And it's gang up on mommy time. And they really want some answers about their father because she's saying, she says, oh, I, you know, I didn't know. I didn't know until you were born. And by the time you were born, it's too late. What? Okay, I'm really confused. But okay, if you found out after Pedro was born, how could you then go ahead and have Nicole? So it's like by the time you were born, you know, you didn't have to have another baby. Yeah, that that car ride, Dolly says that car ride was tense. Miss Lydia was in the hot seat. Yes, she was. She was defending herself better than somebody dancing on dancing on the stars, knowing they're in the bottom two. Like, oh my gosh. So, she's defending herself not only against Pedro, but she's defending herself against Nicole, who's still kind of pissed off at her about the whole Alejandro thing. And so, she's coming at her heart. You knew, you knew, you knew. But the crazy thing that gets me is these two are really affected by this. They're affected by the fact that they didn't have their father in their life they're affected by the fact that their mother upheld alive for so so long and you know at some point nicole even says that she was kind of told that her her mother kept him away so it's like oh my goodness oh my goodness But they get to their grandmother's house, who lives in El Campo, and they start, these two start, instead of, I guess somehow when they open the car doors, they forgot they were going at their mom hard, and start going at each other, and how, you know, Nicole's blaming Pedro for the fight with Alejandro, he's blaming her for, you know, getting into it with the married man, and pretty much calling her names that I can't repeat on this podcast. But, you know, the crazy part is grandma's pretty much saying, hey, you know, pull it together. You guys love each other. Pull it together. You guys love each other. But then they start questioning grandma like, hey, grandma, tell us, what do you think of this? What do you think of this? And she then says the most surprising thing. Well, the heart wants what the heart wants. And your mom did it. I did it. It's like, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. And then Mama Lydia is like, oh, yeah, it's a cycle. Wait, what are we doing here, people? And Pedro is, and, and she even blames it on being the Dominican way, you know, does that sound familiar Mm, Evelyn it's a cultural thing no it's not a cultural thing because clearly Pedro's pretty upset gets up and says I can't take this I'm only in love with one woman I'm not trying to see every woman in the world so yes there are loyal men out there in every culture (laughs) but oh my gosh he is really he really can't He really can't get it together. He really cannot get it together because he is trying to figure out how in the world he ended up in this family with women who don't have have don't have problems sleeping with other people's husbands. So, yeah, that's pretty much how family Chantel went down last night. But on next week, we see Chantel is you know getting ready to come over to the dominican republic and support her husband because he needs
0: support he so does we'll need the support
1: <laughs> yep so we'll see where that goes
0: <laughs> i do have to mention i did watch it and i was just like you know what it's that stigma with um you've probably seen it uh or hear about it it's- the that's the stigma of what latino men have is that they right right. around from yeah they just around
1: you know it's 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 and 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 that's the thing is like latino men are known for having more than one woman and 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 that's that's the that's the stigma it's not not true it's not true for all men like i said there are some latino men that are very loyal to their women so women don't think that oh my gosh i can't date a latino because he's gonna cheat on me no that's not true that is not true so let's get on to the other way or should i say let's go on to everybody let's get married everybody was getting married
0: Everybody got married in this episode. Now, okay, it's basically uh, all the weddings. We didn't see anybody else, um, but it was Kenny and Armando, which was the best wedding ever. Uh, Corey and Aquila Deville. The only part I liked was Raul. Um, We did talk about it on Clubhouse. How, you know, why did Corey even go through this wedding, go through this relationship? But he's on a different planet in a different galaxy. So he's not on planet Earth right now. And we had Jenny and Samit that shocked me so much that they got married. <laughs> and Steven I in Elena...
1: I know. I was like, what? What happened? How? When? What? Is this happening? I was so confused. Yes, Jenny and Samit got married. Can- but can I-, can I say this? Dare I say this? She beat out Darcy. She beat out Darcy. Like, whoa. She is, she is proof that stick-to-itiveness is a thing and it works. I, I don't know. I don't know. Wow. And even Steven and Alina got married surrounded by cats. So yeah, everybody got married on this episode, which was the season. Well, it's this, the finale, the episode finale, but not the season finale because the tell all is next week. So I'm not sure if it's a two part tell all, but we are definitely having a tell all next week, or at least part of it. So yeah, but oh my gosh, oh my gosh. So let's start with, with Cruella DeVille and Corey, who were actually technically already married. So they just went through the motions for family and friends. But remember, you know, Corey on his side, no one can be there. So the only one that was there for him was Puppy and Raul, strangely. Even though he asked Raul not to come, Raul does show up and he's very worried that this is going to tick Evelyn off, but they get through the ceremony, which was pretty interesting. It wasn't your typical ceremony because of course, of course, they're already married. So they were able to have the ceremony with her sister as an officiant. Um, she looked lovely and they went through everything everything there were some funny parts during the ceremony but I mean it wasn't it wasn't a Kenny and Armando situation I'm just gonna say that but they did have a good time and they made it through they made it through so but the crazy part about the reception was thinking that they were going to get through this night without a hitch. Even though Raul shows up. was Raul do? Decide to give a toast. Raul must give a toast. To the happy couple. And oh my goodness. I'm like. What in the world? So. But his toast. Which I thought was going to be very awkward. Ended up being really sweet. And he even talked about how. When he first met Corey, and Corey's only Spanish word was, hola. So, yeah, but it was really sweet. It was an amazing, it was an amazing, um, you know, tribute to the both of them and their friendship. And it made, it made, actually made the night really good for them. But, oh, oh my gosh. So, yeah, I agree, Dahlia. Jenny had her eye on the prize for 10 years. But she got her prize. She definitely got her prize. So, oh my goodness. It was just super crazy. It was super duper crazy. But she got, she did it. So, yeah, we have the surprise of the evening. Or the surprise of the decade. Because it's been 10 years. Um, (laughs) so, um, Jenny and Samit are actually getting married. They're going to, he buys a cow, a a calf, and they're actually going to the temple, even though the astrologer, you know, this man that everybody seems to want to listen to all of a sudden, um, who's like more therapist than astrologer. I guess, you know, I'm, I'm trying to figure out where this man was a few seasons ago. Like, if this astrologer could have solved all of this 10 years ago, he should have just said, let them get married, and this would have been solved years ago. But it, it's just one of those crazy things. So they consult the astrologer again because they're going against what he said. Because if you remember, he said for them not to do it via temple because it wouldn't last but the only thing is because Mr. Samit decides that he's going to put the kibosh on everything and put a hold on it it now makes their thing longer which means that they won't be able to get married within 30 days but if Jenny doesn't get married to Samit soon, she would have had to have left India. So they decide to go and do the ceremony. The astrologer says, Hey, you know what? Go ahead and do it. Call me back in a couple days and we'll see how we can rectify this with the stars or something. And they go ahead and get married. Now the cool part is she hires a Glam team because she wants to look like a traditional Indian bride. and she looks amazing, amazing, amazing. So and so does he. They have matching their're matching colors, they're pink and it's beautiful. and they even go through the whole ceremony of, you know, feeding the heads of their religion and all this stuff and he tells her what to do and she does it it was a very interesting ceremony but you know these two i think it was the biggest shock everybody was just kind of shocked that they got married because we could clearly see that this wasn't something samit wanted to do and he kind of felt you know this is something that angelica brought up on on clubhouse which was i think he felt pressured and i really i really really do i think that he felt pressured to have to marry her but they did it they did it and and i mean man she is married and has a husband and now Darcy is still single that's kind of weird but the one thing they didn't do was tell his parents even though they gave them the okay and her friend gave her advice before she got married and said tell his parents but they still did not tell his parents and uh mom is not going to be too happy about that that's the only thing I can say mom is not going to be too happy
0: about that I feel like it's so wrong on every level because again, this is this is a meet's parents. And is he ready to be disowned by his parents for going back at them and not getting their true, true blessing? Like, you know, I don't know. It's just again, like I said before, I feel like he was pressured.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree that he was pressured. So yeah, that that's it's super duper crazy, super duper crazy. But uh, oh my gosh, well we'll see, we'll see about them on a tell all. But uh, let's talk about Stephen and Alina. Mm. I think the funniest thing was Stephen collecting cats so they could be at Alina's wedding, and he's out there with you know, the portable little cat carriers and cat food and trying to find them. And the funny thing is he's like, all the usual cats are not here. So I don't have names for these and they're not coming to me and I don't get it. But then he spots cat cow and another one and And then he decides to just grab another random cat off the street. I guess after they saw that, you know, cat cow was getting food, they all decided, hey, you know what? We'll come with you. But so they do that. And then they get to the resort where their venue, where they're getting married. And now the person is telling them what are you doing with these cats? Like what, what's going on here? What are the cats for? And they're like, we're getting married today. You know, and I was trying to figure out what weird symbols was, was he making with his hands? Cause that was not the symbol for I'm getting married. That was really weird. But, you know, they asked to speak to a manager and they explained that they're there for the wedding. They're not going to let them out of the kennels. They're going to, you know, keep them in the kennels all the time. And after all, like he said, cats are people too. I I don't know where he got that, but okay. (laughs) But yeah, he, he manages to get them to let the, allow the cats into the wedding. And they have everybody on, you know, on video chat. And there are a few people there. And he sees Alina walking down the aisle aisle in her traditional Turkish bridal gown. And he says, she looks like that princess from Star Wars. Not Leia, the other one. I don't remember her name. He meant Princess Amidala, but okay. I mean, the rest of the world knew it. I don't know how if you don't watch Star Wars, you don't know that. But, okay. But, yeah. So, to him, she looked like an amazing Star Wars princess. These two get married and it is a maze. So, they're happy that they're married and... Now, they're, what they're actually hoping for is to go back to Russia and to be able to um, get get Alina baptized. So, we also find out about them because there looks like there's some sort of surprise going on that he's not telling Alina at the tell-all. So, hmm.
0: I'm excited for this tell-all because it's I know. It's Super Bowl. It's like our Super Bowl of 90 Day Fiance. It's juicy. It's great. And I cannot wait because I'm dying to see what happens after this whole wedding situation. Uh, interesting to see Corey and Evelyn still sitting by side by side together. But she is. She gets upset on certain uh, scenes. But again, she is a horrible person because we know she's done a similar thing to Corey. Um I'm excited. I'm overall excited. I'm glad to, I'm glad to have witnessed uh, the wonderful wedding of Kenny and Armando.
1: Yes. Armando got his fireworks, fireworks, fireworks. Armando got the fireworks. I don't know. I was like, I was like waiting. And then when he says, I did this for my husband. So yeah, (laughs) I was, I was so happy. So these two had the greatest, I don't know. I just loved their entrance. First of all, can we talk about the cuteness that was Hannah? Oh my goodness, she looked so adorable. amazing! She looked like a princess walking down the aisle throwing flowers. And but these two had the amazing idea to walk down two separate outer aisles and come together at the same time. To symbolize the fact that they took two different journeys to be there. And it was like, oh, my gosh, that is so awesome. Uh, But yes. And dad was there. Dad didn't object. In fact, as someone put it on Facebook, who's crying? I'm not crying. You're crying. So, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Dad was happy. He was shedding a tear. It was so amazing. Everybody was crying and it was all tears of joy, all tears of joy. This was the moment we were waiting for, for the season. Like, oh my gosh. I still wish, TLC, if you decided to do a spinoff special, just two hours of how this amazing journey went from being a thought of getting married to you know actually happening giving us some behind the scenes of everybody getting dressed and some little cute clips of Hannah and Cooper sprinkled in there I'm just saying I wouldn't be mad at that I I I wouldn't necessarily be opposed to that but yeah so (laughs) but oh my gosh and they have the it looks like an amazing just I I was expecting Marshmallow to show up at their reception. Like seriously, I was expecting Marshmallow to show up at their reception, where they are just like dancing. It looks like a rave. They've got they've got the lights and the t-shirts and the flags. They've got. The little glow rave sticks, and oh my goodness, it was just a good time. Like, you wanted to be at that party. Like I said, I literally expected Marshmallow to show up and just be their DJ. And then at the end, it all culminated in fireworks for Armando.
0: It was stunning. It was gorgeous. I loved it all. And I wish TLC would have focused more on them, like a two-hour special. It was like the wedding of the century, and I loved it. It was so beautiful. Seeing his parents, like, just, you know, be happy for him was just the cherry on top. But, you know, everything was so amazing. I loved it.
1: Yeah, it was. And for those that don't know, it is in pictures from their wedding are in People magazine so you can definitely le- either look online or if you can get a copy of that that uh of that month of people magazine you will definitely see it so oh my gosh we got through everything
0: We did. So next week we will talk about the tell all. Um, We're going to talk about, um, of course, the other franchises. So the family Chantel and the single life. Don't forget to check out this week's uh, shower karaoke. I cannot believe it. It's been, oh my gosh, we're close to the end of the year. We're close to closing off the season of shower karaoke as well. Oh my gosh. It's just the year flew by. So we want to thank you all Uh, for all of your support. We really appreciate it. And yeah, I'm I'm just so grateful overall. And don't forget to check out CQP Moments Podcast at anchor.fm. Also, it is available on your favorite podcast platform. Just type in CQP Moments.
1: Yeah. Wow.
0: (laughs) All right, guys. Well, thank you for tuning in. And that's all we have for now. Bye, guys. I'm Anthony, and I'm Jessica with the Beautiful Feet Podcast. Hey, it's your boy Bromart, host of the Bromart Show.
1: Hello, everyone. It's the Coupon Queen Pen from the CQP
0: Moments Podcast. What's up, everybody? This is your boy Ken, aka the Gentleman of the Gentleman Lifestyle Podcast. Hi, this is Stephanie Valente, your local massage therapist. And you're listening to 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 a little bit of everything everything with Angelica. Angelica. That's it for now, and thank you for tuning in on another episode of A Little Bit of Everything with Me.